Hello, and a welcome back to the Mass Singer Rehab Ups podcast, or in this case, the Mass Singer Rehab Ups Recap Rehab Ups podcast. We are very excited to be here to talk about everything and nothing. Uh, this was a filler week, so uh, as they call it, the sing-along spectacular. By the sound of my voice, you know I'm excited to be here, clearly. I am your host, Puya, the Rewind Button, Zanbakili. And of course, I am not alone. I would not want to be alone talking about this episode. I've brought the one person that's probably most enthusiastic about this episode. It's Liana, the next Boris. Liana, how are you doing today? First of all, it's the super duper sing-along spectacular. Was it the super duper or are you making that up? At one point, that's what they said, because I actually paid attention to the episode when it was on. That sh- who are you shading right now? You. Me. I watched it. <laughs> yeah. No, you didn't. I sat right next to you. I watched it. It's <laughs> <laughs> the biggest lie I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I don't I might not have notes on it, but I can I can recap it if you want. So there were songs sang <laughs> that we've heard before, and then there were there was they gave us the lyrics to songs that <laughs> are already known. <laughs> so in case you didn't know these lyrics or you didn't search them, they gave them to you. Okay, well, one of us tried. <laughs> well, yes, for this week, definitely one of us has notes and the other doesn't. But one of us has questions, so that's always fun. Okay, fine. I guess it evens out. Yeah. So to, to just um, give the heads up on what's going to happen on this podcast, as alluded to last episode, we knew this was coming, and um, we were very, very much figuring out that there's not going to be much meat on the bone this week. So what we did was we opened up the floor to any and all questions, mass singer or otherwise. And we've got a bunch of questions. We have them all here. So I think what we're going to do now is we're going to briefly address the episode, talk about some of the thoughts we have, answer some questions related to the episode, and then we will be talking about miscellaneous stuff for the remainder of the podcast. So um, if you are not a Mass Singer li- listener and you're here for that nonsense, we'll put a timestamp in the description for you to be able to find. Um, otherwise, if you're here for the whole ride, bless you. And I hope you enjoy this as much as possible. Now, let's start with the next, which is Liana. Liana, you were very keen on this episode as uh, advertised last week, and then you watched and took notes this week, which colored me surprised. So how did you feel about the sing-along spectacular? Okay, I was so pissed knowing that this was the episode that they were going to pull. And I went to Facebook, I went to Twitter to see what other people were saying. Comments like, worst episode ever, give us something new, Uh, not recycled video footage from before with karaoke slapped on. Um, Let's see. What did someone else say on Twitter? Uh, If we really wanted to sing along, we could have just gone to YouTube. Um, Tonight's episode of MASH Singer, hashtag what a waste. I actually had fun. I hate hate that I had fun, but I did have fun. Did I sing along? Yes. Embarrassingly so. I, um, I have the live footage embedded in my memory now. Uh, maybe it was because I had such I'm trying to figure out why I had I, I enjoyed myself. Is it because I had such low expectations? Is it because I didn't have to see the judges talking during the performance? Is it because I didn't have to see the judges at all? I, like, I don't know. Is it because I got the 
four songs in a row of Bill Withers' Lean on Me, Shout by the Isley Brothers, Signed, Sealed, Delivered, and Tracks of My Tears. Yeah, I sang along to all four of those songs because they're classics. I had a lot of fun watching this episode, but not in a like, oh, this is like respectable TV. This is just me singing along to music that I enjoy. If it had all been songs that I didn't like, I don't think I would have had the same level of enjoyment. See, this is really strange for me because I feel like there's been a, there's been a like recurring theme the last couple of weeks where we come in and you're just pissed about the format or the show or something they've done. So then to come into this episode, which is pretty much filler central and nonsense recap recap and to hear the positivity pouring out of you (laughs) is like wait what kind of opposite backhand thing is this because the first question i was going to bring in was from your own sister your co-host on the lego master podcast that you guys have done which marisa asks so how disappointing was that dot 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 really and allow me to answer this marisa because your sister is on the deep end way too into this episode yeah, this was this was not good. Um, <laughs> so the the whole thing is, listen, I understand. So those of you are going to be like, Puya, we're in a quarantine. Like everyone's staying home. They're trying to stretch it out for our entertainment. I, I hear you. That is very true. And I don't take anything away from that. However, this was there was nothing new here. The only thing that was new here was, hey, here are some of the fallen singers unmasked singing Time of My Life. But It's not all of them, awkwardly enough, because some of the bigger names clearly didn't want to do this. (laughs) Shaka Khan wasn't doing this. Um, uh, Lil Wayne wasn't doing this. Dionne Warwick wasn't doing this. So they were not into it. And like, that's all we got that was new. But that was also at the very end of the show. So. Right. But like, see, here's the thing is that, yes, I. It was not, there was nothing new. This does not qualify as a Mass Singer episode. If I actually watched this live on TV, I'd be pissed AF. However, I one, I knew that it was coming. Two, I watched it without commercials, which really made it like much more bearable. And I'm the type of person that will go to YouTube and rewatch the performances. So I think this episode may have been made for me. Plus, it was fun to watch all of the weird PowerPoint animations that they chose to do with the words. Like, and it was fun to watch the little heads bouncing. Okay, I'm a simple woman, apparently. Like, these are the things that I find enjoyable. I don't know. I, I think maybe because I had just I had surrendered to the insanity of everything that was happening. I had surrendered to how terrible it was going to be, that there was going to be no coverage, that this is just a completely, incredibly stupid idea. And I think that's why I loved it. And I think that's now the attitude I have to have towards Mass Singer in general. Just, this is idiotic. And that's why I'm here. <laughs> I'm all for entertaining the masses while we're all stuck at home, which is why I think, Liana... I'm going to try and get the, the green light from um, the higher ups, a.k.a. Rob. Uh, we should just extend this podcast to like 36 episodes. After the show is done, we just still come back in every week. What do you think? And do what? And re- recap our previous episodes? That would be insane. No, we, we don't do that. I don't know. Maybe we rewatch season one, which we didn't have coverage for. Or maybe we talk about the UK, potentially. Or maybe we don't do any of that and we just tune in 20 minutes a week and talk nonsense. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Or we take a break. Also, <laughs> I don't know. Do we need happen. a break? 
I don't know, man. I thought the sing-along episode was enjoyable. Like, clearly I'm not completely mentally with it anymore. (laughs) This is all I have. (laughs) All the other podcasts are gone. This is all I have. So, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So Corey B asked, um, what did you, if they were going to be using some kind of bouncing graphics to move along the words, what did you think of the graphics they used? So he sent this before the episode happened. Sure enough, he was right. Everyone pretty much had their own, either it was their own kind of like design or their faces as the little graphic on top of the words. Now you said you like these, right? They're harmless. They're fine. Uh, yeah, no, I like them. I thought it was fun. I think the banana little bouncing thing was the best. Some of them, like the astronauts was the wrong color, like stupid. The night angel, you couldn't tell what it was. I don't remember the others. I thought the banana was the most fun. I liked the, I liked when they did the sort of like weird things with the letters. It was stupid. Although it was sometimes hard to tell, like for the Kitty's Dangerous Woman performance, the something bout like animation was flickering and you couldn't really read it, which I think completely defeats the purpose. And then for the uh, the shout song, it was mm-hmm. the same where the shout would like flicker for a second while the rest of the lyrics were on the screen. So that yeah, was, it was like weird. Yeah, if you don't know that song, you will struggle. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, for those of us really trying to. Yeah, well, also, who who's not watching the episode now? How do I know all this stuff? Huh? Okay, you remembered one thing at the end when I was bothering you because you no, weren't paying attention. No. The Tell astronaut's me, okay. colors were orange. Oh yeah, quiz me. No, quiz he me. wasn't. No, the astronaut colors were gray. It was and like, he's gold. No, some of it was orange. Some no, of it was orange. No. Okay, I'm willing to pause this episode and make you watch it again because <laughs> I know it was orange. Oh, I'm sure. Okay, sure. Sure. Okay. Okay, what was the animation from the astronauts shape of you performance for the word love? It like it, the love was like expanded into like five, six or seven different loves. And then it was like expanding, but like also like shaking and like cracking a little bit. It wiggled. It, it didn't shake yeah. and crack. It wiggled. Shake and wiggle are pretty much no. the same thing. <laughs> no, yeah. shake and wiggle are two different things. Do wiggle not is even. like a worm. Shake is like you shake it, like shake and bake. No. Wiggle. No, see, Jason Derulo yeah, has wiggle, a song wiggle, wiggle. where he talks about wiggling. Yes. And then Metro Station has a song called Shake It. And yes. they both are alluding to the same thing. No, when Taylor Swift does Shake It Off, she's not talking about Jason Derulo's wiggle. But you can... Wh- no. But agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. You just you are just making a mountain out of a molehill. Well, maybe that should be a contestant on the next season. Mountain or molehill? I don't know. Both. Probably. Oh, it's, it's a mountain on a molehill. It's a mountain out of a molehill. Oh, God. <laughs> we'll get there. Season eight. That's what's going to happen. So, yes. Uh, so, yeah, this was an experience. Um, what was your favorite song to see happen again? I guess is a good question that I will ask. Uh, the Turtles Kiss from a Rose was good. Yeah, that was, was the great first opener. one. Yeah. Uh, apart from that... Probably that four that I talked about, the oldies in a row. That was lovely. The Chris Car- Cross uh, jump performance from the frog I thought was also really fun to see. And I don't know. It was fine. <laughs> I had fun watching it, but now talking about it, I'm like, this was so stupid. <laughs> well, like, also to give it a bit of a time, this was like nine in the morning. So I feel like you're, you were peak energy. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I am a morning person. Uh, agree to disagree. Okay. Okay. I just because I don't, I'm gr- I'm grumpy when I first wake up, 
But then by the time I'm like in the groove, I'm like ready to go. Yeah. 9 a.m. is like the perfect time for me. Like eight, like 8.30, 9 a.m. is when I'm like peak productivity. Peak productivity. Indeed. <laughs> okay. So another question we got was a Robert Nance asked, how do you feel now that this episode's format shows how many performances could fit in an hour? We had 14 songs done in an hour. Yeah. I, like, oh, man, they, they totally stretch it out. And that's why it felt it felt a little bit more fun because it was like back to back. Yeah, we had the recap of the clues, which I kind of was like, well, whatever. Fine. But but it was fun to see all the performances. We saw 14 performances. Mm-hmm. It's so much better without the judges. Oh, my God. The show would be amazing if we didn't have the judges. I don't know if I agree with that. Mm-hmm. It's just because for me, yes, the judges are annoying and we rag on them a lot. Yeah, but less judges. Okay, not completely eliminate them, but less judges. See, I'm willing to accept the because they don't. They definitely cut the judges' comments and critiques and guesses. That I'm fine with keeping in. Get rid of the weird interludes with the characters that you've added this season. Mm-hmm. That has been a lot. Um, but also figure out what your format is because we can just hop into this next question by from I don't want to mess up their name, but Snowstros. So Snowstros on Twitter said, "This is my first season watching, and I understand it's much longer than seasons one and two. What do you think the format of season four will be? I hope they don't divide it and drag it out like this season. It's just too long, and I'm losing interest. Which I think that is the key to remember that." If this was formatted like a regular season and then they did, they added this in the middle, it would have felt better. I think it would have felt like a normal thing. But because of how long the season already has been and how much interest has been lost, honestly, I feel like there's a lot less interest in the show after like we, the second group happened. Pretty much. Yeah, I would have stopped watching. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, is that I'm looking at the the uh, ratings and the millions of viewers and that's not reflected in Are, the viewers. Is it about the same? Yeah, the it's viewers? about the same if not a little bit higher than the beginning of the season. Well, I mean, it makes sense because everyone's home, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it's like, well, now I can't get out of watching Mass Singer with my kids, so I have to. <laughs> right. But, um, so let's, uh, let's answer the question in the middle here that was, what do you think the format of season four will be? Do you think they're gonna follow this recipe or they're going to go back to two, which I think had the most elite format. Yeah. Except for the fact that they had to skip all those episodes because of baseball. But I mean, that's obviously not the show format's fault. Yeah. I mean, it depends on how many people they get to participate, you know, because depending on when things are able to go back to quote unquote normal, like Mm. I have no idea when that's going to be. And I'm sure there are going to be people who are not willing to participate because if they still want to take like necessary precautions to be safe. So I have no idea what it's going to look like. Let's say in a non-corona based world, I think they probably repeat this because everybody's stupid and they're just trying to make more money. But, you know, maybe now with Corona, maybe actually we do get something more akin to season one or two. But I, I 100 percent prefer the shorter formats, Like even if you have more people like like it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. But then also, I think having a healthy rotation of all your possible performers is better. Um, Like a a question we got as a joke um, last night was, so do you remember the frog? It's been a month since we've seen the frog. And it's like, yeah, it's been a month since we've seen the frog. That's crazy. So I mean, part of that, I think, is because, though, the limitation of the celebrities and like how they do 
how they do the filming and the formats of all that stuff. So like that I get. Um but I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they could edit it. Like they can just Franken crop it all together. Like who cares? I, I mean, I we know. know they're Franken cropping a lot of the audience, so they right. might as well do that with the other performances. I think ultimately, I imagine they're going to change the format up. I hope, but also I don't know if that's a very vocal thing that they've they've been seeing as feedback because I do avoid anything that comes through from either the hashtag mass singer or their groups or their Twitter page. So I'm not sure. I'll look back at the end of the season and see what was going down, but I don't right. know. Right. Yeah. But we'll see. Now, as far as questions directly to do with this episode, I think we're done. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say about this episode in particular before we dive into more general mass singer questions and other questions? <laughs> no. <laughs> I literally have nothing else to say. Like, I'm even looking at the shell of the notes that I took. And uh, yeah, Slow Hands the is the better Nile Horn song. Okay. You, <laughs> you need to stop with that stance. It is a very, very Okay, just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's not a good song. I don't, I don't dislike it, um, but it is the perfect, oh, I stopped in the gas station and I went to get a snack and that's playing <laughs> on the radio or, oh, I walked by a deli and I heard it on the speaker or I'm at the stop and shop. And it's like, it's the perfect just there. It's just <laughs> their music. How dare you? It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> that's so mean. You're like, you're like, oh, I'm going to stay at this gas station. This is, they're playing my jam. Yeah, man. That's how oh. the gas station or the grocery store would get me to shop more. I'd be like, I got to stay while I jam out to the rest of this song. I mean, it's no longer the era of radio where you can't, if you miss it, it's gone. Like, you can listen to it on repeat. Yeah, but there's some novelty about, you know, being at the circle. Oh, my God, I love that song. And then I, like, pop out, you know, my headphones or whatever I'm normally listening to. And then I listen to it. You know what? You Never don't mind. do that. Yes, I do. That's Because it's wild. fun. It's like, oh, I'm sharing in this collective community activity with other, with, you know, with what? Never all mind. the shoppers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the screaming children. Yeah. And the clean up on aisle seven. And, and the, the robot. weird robot, which like, oh, you've not going to lie. Now you've I've met, met and, and walking down the aisle and turning over and seeing the robot makes me panic because I feel like I'm going to bump into it. Um, it <laughs> yeah. towers over you. What, why did it need to be this tall? <laughs> so that it can see all the spills. It doesn't have a camera on it, does it? On uh, top of it? Yeah, I mean, that's what it does. That's its job, is to look for spills in the grocery store. I thought it did. So is someone sitting there and looking at the footage, or does it detect it? I thought no, it detected it like, it like a Roomba. Yeah, it, like, detects it on its own. Cool. And then it, like, it sits there and it goes, like, spill detected, spill detected. <laughs> okay, can we move on? <laughs> yeah. All right, so for the mass Singer purists who will be tuning out, you can find us on social media. I am at Puyaism and Liana is at Liana R-H-A-P. Uh, you can leave us a rating and review. Rob website.com slash mass singer. One word. We will unmask you next week. But I also know you're going to be here. So I did that just in case. Now, now on to the fun stuff. Now on to the stuff that people are really clamoring for. And by people, I'm hoping people are clamoring for. I don't know. Okay. Okay. So, Liana, would you like to answer a mass Singer question first, or would you like to answer a non mass Singer question first? Mass Singer! 
So Travis asks, why is Jenny McCarthy a judge on this show? Great question. Why is anyone a judge on the show? Like, we've been rewatching Community, and it's just so weird to see Ken Jeong. Like, I I mean, I watched Community when it originally aired, so obviously I knew Ken Jeong from Community and his character. But it's just, like, so much harder to take any element of him seriously being a judge now after rewatching Community, which... I should have felt anyway, but now even more so. I feel like even though he's the same dummy, for some reason, when I watch Community now and he's on, I feel sad because I'm like, I remember liking you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember you were funny to me or like, not like the funniest, but like, you know, you made me laugh. Mm-hmm. And then last season, you made me angry. This season, I'm surprisingly way more neutral. I think he's neutralized himself. And I think as a result, I'm good with him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, to answer the question, why is Jenny McCarthy a judge on this show? The, the honest, no joke question is she is a pop culture guru and therefore has the qualifications to do this. Right? She's a garbage person. I mean, obviously trash human. Number yeah. Number one trash person. Top top five trash human. <laughs> top five trash human. It's the the, the anti noop, if you will. Indeed. Um, yes. Therefore, that's why. Um, do I still think that the Jordan Woods guess was a little bit too late out of nowhere? Yes. Um, but that's just me. And uh, yeah, well, I I don't think Jenny McCarthy's going anywhere anytime soon. I think all four judges are gonna stay for next season and the season after. I don't see them leaving. Why would they leave? This is a very easy paycheck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Unless they get fired, I guess. But unless they get fired, clearly the bar kind of is incredibly low for the types of people that they will have as judges on the show. So like <laughs> I don't think anybody's really in danger with that. Now, a another question for you. So Sophie asks, given that last week's celebrity reveal didn't have a Wikipedia page, how likely is it that a Boston Rob level celebrity would get cast on the mass singer? <gasps> and if Boston Rob was cast, what do you think his costume would be? Okay, one, Boston Rob should absolutely be on The Mass Singer. That would be amazing. I could see it happening in, like, let's say 2006. Like, when when was Boston Rob and Amber getting married or whatever? Like, when was that show? Let's uh, see. Against the Odds, 2007. Okay, so yeah, absolutely around that time, I could have seen Boston Rob on The Mass Singer. I'm still down to have Boston Rob on The Mass Singer. I think that would be absolutely wonderful. <laughs> what would his costume be? Yeah. That's a good question. Could it just be like a giant tiki head? Is that allowed? Or do you think it would be something survivor themed? Like, would he be the island? The the island? Look, we talked about the mountain. How about the island? <laughs> and then if he's standing on the stage by himself, he's the lonely island. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the first song that he does. <laughs> nice. I don't know. What about the flint or the machete? The machete. Yeah, he could be the machete. That'd be pretty menacing. Mm, let's see what else could he be what has the best pun implications oh that's true they might be choosing (laughs) things based on the punability of the costume machete not really that's really i think island's easier pun it pun the island right now okay well he is Yeah, I peeked at the Lonely Island joke myself. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Where do you think the island is land? Ding. In the (laughs) rankings. 
I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I could see Boston Rob being on. I think, again, now that... Because, okay, so some people were like, well, you know, I don't think a wiki page is... um the, the should be the deciding factor of whether a celebrity should be there or not. The truth is, Jordan Woods, you know, is very much entangled in the Kardashian beef and was involved and was in the limelight and all that. It's like, yeah, true, but also I feel like there's got to be some level of notoriety beyond just fans of the Kardashians mm-hmm. to, you know, and, and I think that's the thing is that with a lot of these other people, even if we don't know them, the wiki page tells all. You could have convinced me Jordan Woods this and that but then there's no wiki page I'm like well how do I get my facts straight so well, even I think even without a wiki page I did try to google her to try to just it was impossible like, yeah I like I had to have someone else like I had to have you explain to me who she was because I still didn't even get it from just googling which I'm a deep googler okay like I'm willing to go to that fifth sixth seventh page all right so and it was very challenging to put together a cohesive narrative of who this person was so yeah I still stand by my opinion but I do understand the opposite perspective mm-hmm. yeah and and to answer the question what if he's like a crab what boston rob oh if he was a crab yeah or how about a fish no no i think crab isn't like a boston crab a thing a boston crab yeah yeah it's a wrestling move oh is it yeah it's, oh, okay. it's called the cross-legged boston crab okay, or no sure. there is a boss there is a cross-legged boston crab but then there's also a boston crab this sounds like a foreign language to me. Well, the, you, we did get asked, um, Edmo asked, if you watched any of WrestleMania. No. Was Why? I supposed to? Did you watch it? I mean, I podcasted about it. I think you'd give it a gander. Well, yeah, no, I know you podcasted about it, but did you watch it? Yeah. Yeah, what happened in it? Well, I'm not going to spoil it. It just happened. You, were, so you definitely didn't watch it, you liar. I for sure watched it. Oh, yeah? Okay, well, then tell me what happened. No, again, it's spoilers. It's not nice. It's like, oh, Liana, did you watch The Wire? How did The Wire end? Yeah, but I'm going to, I might watch The Wire one day. I'm not going to watch WrestleMania. Hey, maybe someone out there would watch WrestleMania. Okay, fine. It was the biggest night. Okay, here, how was this? It was a two-night event. Okay. Oh, okay. Here's, I'll give you one one spoiler. I'll give you one spoiler. Yeah, because you had time to Google it now. No, my hands are in the air, and I'm shaking them like I just don't care. Um. So Rob Gronkowski won a championship on the night or one of the two nights. I'll give you that. Uh Okay. Okay. He's now the 20. He was the 24 seven champion. I haven't kept up since to see if uh, he's maintained it. Of course. However, this question was directed at you, not at me. So don't don't come at me. Yeah, but that's because I, I will claim that I didn't watch it. Yeah, well, it's disappointing. Okay, so then <laughs> to, you said deep Googler, and I think this is a good time to be asked this. So Addison asked, since the internet is so brilliant and can figure out who everyone is almost immediately, what efforts have you both made in order to not get immediately spoiled who everyone is? Oh, this is a good question. Yeah. So blocking the hashtag is one thing that's important. Yeah, it's muted for me as well. Right. On Twitter. So then that way, at least you'll avoid it on Twitter. And then for me, um, the sub- I avoid the subreddit because mm-hmm. that's another place. And then um, I will say it is challenging if you Google, like if we have a suspect, it's really easy to get confirmed. Like when I Google Jesse McCartney, 
like there's articles that like everybody's guess for the turtle is Jesse McCartney. Like right. I'm not going to hide that fact. Like that's just obvious and it's all over the internet. So that's a little confirmation bias when that happens. Um, usually what I do is I try to avoid just straight up Googling the name. What I'll do is I'll go to Wikipedia and I will search for that person in Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. So then that way I'm not going to like the Google landing page. I'm only going straight up to the Wikipedia to read about. And usually Wikipedia is the only thing I really try to use. Or if there's some think it's a very very specific clue like i'll google the person i may be thinking about and then i'll try to google whatever the specifics are of that clue and then that usually gets you deeper in the google results or the other option is like i'm just googling random shit sometimes it's just like weird enough that nothing ever comes from it so that's my usual strategy and it's worked, I think, so far. Like, I would say the only time that I think I've been, like, quote unquote, spoiled is when I've, I'm looking for a person that I, I think it is. And then I'm just getting, like, confirmation almost, which is a mm. little frustrating. But since I've already thought it was them, it feels a little bit less like I'm being spoiled because I already kind of had the idea or, like, you already had the idea. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's challenging. Yeah. No, it is, it is definitely a challenge to try and avoid them. I do essentially the same things you do as well. And for me, um, the only difference is like you go to wiki and you search, which actually makes more sense. I search like I'll search specific. I'll be like, okay, Drew Carey, Wikipedia enter. And then I'll just immediately click the first link to avoid anything else. Um, the, what I but found the problem now, with that is that Google like has search results, like right at the top, like for news and that mm. to me. So that's why I like completely avoided by just going to Wikipedia. Yeah, no, that, that is a better move. I think I should do that moving forward. Um, but then for me, the YouTube page is a bother now because in starting to do this season, I was doing the unmasked interview. I was looking through those and, you know, bringing those to the table. Now my phone notifies me of, this person was because like the the thing with the mass singer YouTube pages they don't even hide who it is they're like Drew Carey unmasked as the llama is the header and it's like mm-hmm. why are you doing this to your fans an hour after the show came out yeah. but the other important thing is when rewatching clue packages or performances don't scroll down do not scroll down the comments are littered with people guessing and that's never great for getting like. Stuff confirmed, confirmed, or, you know, even finding a hint of who it could be. Those are all trouble. And then for me, I, um, so a little bit of inside baseball. So after I edit the podcast, I'll write down what the description is going to be. And then I go look for a picture to send over for the picture to be on the podcast as the thumbnail, right? And I will always search Mass Singer season three on. But then I'll switch it over to images just to make sure that I'm not going to see any articles there. Because if you put, obviously, Master Season 3, press enter, the first thing you're going to see is like, you know, this website's like got odds of who's winning or who could this celebrity be? So it's it's been a challenging thing since we've started doing the podcast. But I've been very appreciative of the journey because it's made the show more fun for me and it's also made it more interesting. And I think I, um, initially earlier on in the season, I was definitely going in deep Google style. Let's go to nine pages. Let's figure it all out. I've taken a step back on doing that just so that I can cherish every bit of clue packages we get every little step of the way. Obviously, some of it is still very easy to figure out, but I've taken my foot off the gas. I'm trying to figure them out ASAP. And I'm just letting the clues come to me and not me go to the clues necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. 
Med asks, now that you guys live together, do you watch the episodes together or separately to not influence each other's experience and notes from the episodes? Well, we normally watch separately. We did watch mm-hmm. the sing-along, sorry, the super duper sing-along spectacular episode together because it was, you know, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't matter. Self-explanatory. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but normally, yeah, we actually do watch separately because we also mm-hmm. take notes separately. And like, sometimes like I'll pause the episode to write something down. And I think, Puya, you do the same. And then that mm-hmm. also allows us to come with our unique ta- takes. And we don't talk about it before we're on the podcast, because if we talked about it before, we would have nothing to say when we came on the podcast. Yeah. Like if I, if I was living here during the, the Miss Monster getting eliminated over the white t- tiger and we watched it together that podcast would be a lot less fun to do because i've already heard what your thoughts are because even when we weren't in the same place when we would get on the skype it would be like okay let's just start recording because i have thoughts and i don't want to like share them on the pre-show and then it's like okay let's go and it's kind of the same here we record in different rooms we watch it separately we take separate notes i pull the questions so um, it's, it's been good because anything you hear on the podcast is our first interactions about the episode together. Right. Yeah. So I've been very, very happy with that arrangement. Okay. So we got, okay. So we, we got a question from Mandy who brings us a question from her nine year old Maddie who says, like the quiz that you did, Liana, with Sesame Street, who from Survivor would each of the costumes remaining on Mass Singer be? That's a good question. Let's see. Let me pull up. Let me remember who all is left. Okay. So, yeah, it was the final seven, right? Is what we're going to look at. Right. So, I guess we'll talk about the final seven, which, oh, yeah, by the way, to hop back to the episode, um, the uh, it was bizarre that they did it. Like, I felt bad for the kangaroo. Like, I didn't yeah, the like kangaroo the kangaroo. Snuck. Yeah, but I felt bad for the kangaroo because I was like, well, that's not fair that you got cut in the middle of the round, essentially, right? And then you don't get yours. So, well, whatever. Anyway, not important. <laughs> okay. All right. So, if I had to say who is who, this is uh, okay. Okay. The kitty would be Parv, I think. I'll co sign that. Okay. The banana. Oh my god, who is the banana? Tyson? No. Uh, the, okay, so actually, can we it's pick funny other winners? It would be JT. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, it's got to be from this season. No. But there is someone who um, posted a question in saying that they've been convincing their husband every week that the banana is Tyson. And oh, like that's amazing! Kicking their hopes up. Yeah, so I could see that. I could see being Tyson or Ben. It would be Ben or Tyson for me. Mm, ben or Tyson? Yeah, those are good shouts. Mm-hmm. Solid shout. The rhino would be no. I was gonna say Ben, but Ben is more entertaining. The rhino's so boring. Yeah, Nick Wilson. Nick Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Just like head, like you know, the rhino's got like a strong head, and like Nick Wilson's very headstrong. Like this is my, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm doing. This is my belief. And like anyone that goes against it is basically saying I'm the worst. I feel like that's a compliment to Nick Wilson. Like to compare them, it's a compliment <laughs> to Nick Wilson. Right, right, right. The night angel is that who's Michelle? I feel like Michelle could be the night angel. Michelle, I mean, I could see Michelle for the kitty. Yeah, or Michelle for the kitty. Denise could be the night angel. Pearl, I don't, I don't know about that one, Pearl. Um, Denise. Okay, what about wait? wait, wait, wait. The astronaut is Adam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you have a reason, or just you're going by feel here? I just go by feel. That's how I feel. 
Okay. Um, who's Kim Spradlin? Kim cannot go uncast. Kim is. Also, we can open it up to the eliminated too if we need to. Kim. Pearl, Kim's, calm down. Kim's all the good people combined. Aww, okay, uh, the like turtle it. the turtle's cool who's cool on the season jeremy jeremy's cool we all like jeremy everybody loves jeremy hmm. um uh, yeah i i could see the turtle being oh the llama's tony can we just put that out there and confirm <laughs> yeah. it okay i think that has to be the comparison so i would say the turtle is jeremy ba- like based on the the thoughts i'm having on who's left right i haven't put in there yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Who's the frog? Uh, is the frog the frog's cooler by definition, right? Yeah, the frog is super cool. So it's someone who's cool and who can dance. I mean, I don't really know about the survivor's danceability capabilities, so it's a hard question. Hard question, indeed. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the frog goes on cast. Oh, Ben was dancing a bunch this season. <laughs> ben is the frog. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> I mean. If the if the if the if the legs fit, <laughs> if the frog legs fit, if yeah. the frog legs dance. <laughs> so the next question comes from Addison, who asked the um, how do we keep unspoiled question. She also asked, do you think there's any reason behind why men seem to do so much better than women on the show? A woman has never placed above third. And as it stands now, we have five men and two women left in the competition. Just a coincidence, question mark? Yeah, so this is something that I had noticed previously. Mm-hmm. And it was something that was like, okay, so we have two men winning. And then we have, like, a li- in, in this season also, women less women on the show. And I think, did we start with an equal amount this season? I can't remember of men and um, women, but we definitely did in no. previous seasons, yet you still see men consistently doing better. So I'm no expert in any of this, and I don't want to speak out of my butt, but there is something called implicit bias, and it's something mm-hmm. that permeates every single element of our lives. And as a culture and as a society, we see men as in dominant positions. We usually have a tendency to forgive men for more things that they've done. And obviously, there's other issues at play like race. But, you know, we're talking about there's there's no race to these characters. The You know, we, the only thing that you can sort of denote is potentially the sex of the performer. And I think that that's absolutely the case. I think there's also uh, just in general, I mean, bias that you are more judgmental of certain things that women do than men. And I, I completely believe that that's something that is permeating the mass singer, which is crazy because we're literally talking about a freaking frog and a banana and a, a night angel, whatever the hell that is. And yet still we're seeing these social dynamics play out in the mass singer. It's actually like not to get too serious because this is a ridiculously silly podcast, but like it's really fascinating to see these gender dynamics still play out in this insane setting. Very much. And honestly, I pretty much agree with everything you said. It is unfortunate. It is a true statement that this is kind of the world we live in. And these implicit biases are things that do exist. Um, as far as the differences in performers go, so, um, like, think about the white tiger, think about the leopard. These were people that were more silly, right? They did more silly things and they got rewarded for it. 
The White Tiger makes it over Miss Monster, who... I know, Pearl. I know it's a hard subject. I'm trying to talk about it. Pearl, Pearl, can you, shut can up. You let me, please. Very passionate about the issues, Pearl. Um, so, you know, Shaka Khan, yeah, she butchered the national anthem on live TV like the following week, but on the show, she was doing magnificent things, I thought. And to lose to a guy who wasn't on key, wasn't singing, forgot half their lyrics, you know, ridiculous. Because then if you look at it and if you want to get technical, then the equivalent, the female equivalent to White Tiger was Sarah Palin, right? And Sarah or, Palin. Or um, Jojo Siwa. Or Jojo Siwa. And they didn't have long stints. They didn't make it to the Super 9. So it's like, because I, I did see someone mention in a reply to this that, you know, typically the strong female performers are doing ballads and the 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 male performers are the younger doing like the boy bandy stuff or like the high energy stuff. And I don't see that. I don't think that's valid because, yes, while they might be rocking more ballads when they do the silly stuff, when they do the high energy stuff, they're getting eliminated, whereas the men are not right. The male performers are not. And well, I think that could maybe be a comment about the winners potentially. Well, and we have a question about like, what does a winner, what does a winner make? And that's something to talk about. Obviously, the last two seasons, we've gone to the final three with um, two male performers, one female performer, and both times the female performer finished third, right? Right. Right. And it was the same thing with the, sorry, spoiler alert, but for the Massinger uh, Australia version as well, which that one to me is probably the most blatant example of, I think, the female performer in that case should have won and was in the final three to two male performers that were all about the razzle-dazzle and they were fine singers in the beginning, but like the pre- the they just they didn't hold up where she was consistently amazing. And I think the critique there for the AU version was that, well, she she did do more ballads. OK, so sure. Fine. I'll give you that. But if you're truly if, I think even though she was probably less of the quote unquote performer, she still performed the hell out of all those songs. It was so good. I was so mad. Oh, my God. I was so mad. I, Anyway, but we have seen a woman win, at least in the UK version that I watched. Again, spoiler alert, sorry. Um, and that was that. I mean, if she didn't win, then I would have been livid, livid. Mm. So thankfully, uh, that performer was able to win. But again, I think there's just this, this implicit bias that some for some reason is still happening. And it's it's really kind of cool and crazy like i'm excited for hopefully let let some scholar researcher somewhere write <laughs> about this i would love to read that paper oh well and because it's really fascinating to me because you know we had a long discussion about you know singing acumen and razzle dazzle all of last season with the rottweiler and the leopard and you know the merits and all that but then this season there's so much more in my head that's going on because not only is it what we're hearing and seeing and what we as an audience like, but then we don't even matter when it comes to the voting. Mm -hmm. Now there's people in the audience there who are feeling a different thing, sensing a different thing, getting different vibes. Things sound different to people in the audience. What are they valuing? Cause like if it's kids there in the audience, they would probably opt for something goofy. But then when you look at the audience on the show, it looks like it's like young, like young adult type circles and like families, like adult uh, centric. So mm -hmm. it's like, what do they value? What is there? And also like, what are they here for? Are they here for singing or are they here for just 
have a drink and have a good time because then that changes. So right. there's a lot of things that go into play here um, with obviously a big underlying implicit bias that I do think exists genuinely. So we'll see how this season goes. I mean, I know that we've come, uh, we're on different sides of the camp here for this season where I've said, I think the frog is the front runner and you've said the night angel is the front runner. So we'll see which one ends up reigning true. And then maybe this is a conversation we can have later. Mm-hmm. Um, right after this season wraps up. Agreed. Now, we have another question, and that is by Jody. Jody asks, what gettable celebrity would you like to see on next season, and what costume should they wear? Who is Boston Rob available, and can he be the island or the machete? <laughs> Give me, I, I will have to ask you for a new answer, please. <laughs> I think who would I like to see? So I have to think about the curve, right? Who's somebody on the prowl? <gasps> David Boreanaz as <laughs> the seal <laughs> because oh, he's on God. seal team. <laughs> I would stand the nonsense out of David Boreanaz if he was on the show, mainly just to prove that there's no beef between us. Yeah, like that one fan account really made it out to be. Yeah, <laughs> thought I was coming for the Boreanaz. <laughs> Well, I would be here for Nicolas Cage as the Declaration of Independence. Oh, that's pretty good. (laughs) I would be very happy with that. Or just give me what I wanted last season. Give me Steve Buscemi. Give me Steve Buscemi. I've been waiting for this. It's all you've ever wanted. (laughs) Literally, I would feel not complete, but complete if Steve Buscemi ends up on the show and me being the only person in the world who has ever guessed Steve Buscemi for any of these mass singers. That would be so funny. And then we got another question, which was with regards to, you know, costumes and sitch. And it was about the panelists. Okay. What do you think the panelists would be as mass contestants? Is Ken Jong El Tigre, for instance? Sure. Yeah. He could be El Tigre. He could be, uh, I guess he could do something Senior Chang related. Mm-hmm. Or he could be the poker related. chip. Yeah, he could be the poker chip to, you know, not to Vegas and the hangover. The poker chip. Oh, yeah, that would be good. Jenny mm. McCarthy should be a needle because <laughs> she's an anti-vaxxer, like a syringe with a needle on it. Or maybe she could be the coronavirus. She could be like no. one of those, you know, animated versions of what a virus is theoretically looks like. Um, let's see. Robin Thicke should be Beetlejuice. And okay. I like that. Who could who would Nicole be? A a doll a that's cat, cat shaped. <laughs> it's too on the nose. I think she would have to be of like a female thingamajig. Like a okay. thingama wig. Bob? I don't know. Thingama Bob. As long as she had eyelashes, so you know that she's a female. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and then now we can kind of, you know, slide into the more uh, questions that are not Mass Singer related and are just for us to answer. Um, <clears throat> so Felipe asks, what other shows do y'all watch? He's asked like three, so I'll start with this one. Okay, what other shows do, yeah, do so I what watch? What are you watching right now or recently that is different than the Mass Singer or any of the shows that we all know are watching, such as The Survivor? Okay. Stuff. Uh, yeah, I watch Survivor. Let's see. Okay, what do I watch? I watch Survivor, Big Brother when it was on, but it's not on well, anymore. Mass Singer, RuPaul's Drag new. Race. Well, I'm listing the shows I watch. 
I also watched 90 Day Fiance, which mm-hmm. all of the variations. I've actually reconnected with a very good high school friend over our bonded love of 90 Day Fiance. Aww. And right now we're watching Community. Rewatching Community. We're rewatching Community. Okay. I have been. Well, I finished. So I watched The Circle Brazil, finished that. And now I'm in the middle of Circle France, which has been very fun. Both all all the Circle iterations have been fun for me, so can't complain there. That's been good. Um, I was totally honest this the other day, but like since we've been home the whole time, looking through the Netflix catalog and realizing there is a lot of shows that I've just not watched before that are just available, and it's like. You know, we could be staying at home for the next year and I would not even touch the surface on these. So I don't know. I've added some to my list. We'll see if any of them come through. Obviously, we watched Tiger King, but who didn't? So that was the thing that happened. And uh, yeah, I mean, we have a lot of time, but also I have not really dove into watching anything out of the norm or anything new. It's been a lot of like, oh, I'm just going to rewatch this. Um, Felipe also asked, can y'all have a Parks and Rec debate on the spot for us? So. I thought about this and I don't know what we could debate. I don't know because like I've watched this independent from you and I know you've watched the show independent from me, but I don't know what your takes are. I don't know if there's Wait, what is the debate. I don't know. Did we talk about no, this? No, I don't think so. But I don't know what the debate would be or if there is a debate. Like, is it a, are you a team blank or a team blank kind of thing? Or like, I feel like there was never that level of it wasn't like an Edward versus the other, the guy, other guy, Jacob or Jacob. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I hope his name was Jacob. <laughs> I guess it could be whatever your favorite. Like, who's your favorite character? I mean, it's the Swanson. It's the Ron Swanson. It's got to be the Ron Swanson. Mm-hmm. There's so many I like, though. So, and you like them for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Who's your favorite? I don't know. <laughs> Andy's great. Oh, Andy's awesome. Andy and April are great together. Mm. I mean, April's great on her own, obviously. But I don't know. Of course, like I love Leslie. I associate with Leslie. Uh, I I see that. I feel that because that that line with her and Ann Perkins where uh, the the Harry Potter line where it's like you love Harry Potter and then Anne's like well you, it's because you made me watch all seven episodes like all seven seasons it's like that's crazy you watched all seven you know like mm. that back and forth that I'm butchering right now <laughs> that's me like I could see me having that conversation with you yeah yeah no and I and I feel like I felt that before yeah you would be like you would be like. You'd be like, I don't even like salmon. And I'd be like, that's crazy. We eat it all the time. Be like, because that's all we have in the house. Like, because you make me buy it. Yeah. Like, that that's a conversation I could see happening. Yeah. Uh, I, I co sign that wholeheartedly. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So, Anne Marie asked. I feel like that conversation has happened. Like, oh, with the bread. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. 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 So, okay. I'll give, uh, can I give the story to this? Because this is actually good. So, Liana eats this like it's called like power bread and it's got like it's like healthy bread. Yeah, it's like healthy, it's got grains in it. So I was at the store doing the grocery run and I called her. I'm like, hey, so they don't have that bread. Um uh, and then she was like, Well then we don't need bread. I'm like, Well, I you know, there's whole wheat bread. I don't mind buying that. And I was like, Can I just buy bread separate from me? If from you? And she's like, Why? But you like the bread. You've been eating the bread. I'm like, Yeah, but it's not my first choice and you know, I don't want to buy this $5 loaf of bread and then eat it faster than you. And then now you have no bread because I don't care. I'll eat the I'll eat the like 
whole wheat bread doesn't matter or the dollar bread. Yeah, but you've been eating the bread. Because it's there. Because <laughs> there's one bread. And like, if I want a cheeky toast with peanut butter, I'm going to have it. But then I'm like, like, let's say there's 18 slices in this bag and I eat six of them. But I will also eat one dollar white bread if it's there. I will also eat whole wheat bread if it's there. Yeah, but this bread is better for you. Right. But it's also a waste of money if I don't care. Yeah, but it's healthy bread. No one's disputing the healthy healthiness of it. But <laughs> so that was the debate. The debate was like, um, well, you like the bread, so I don't understand why you want to get other bread. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm trying to offer to get the separate bread so that I don't waste the quote unquote good bread on me when I'm not really cognizant or caring of the healthy bread. Whatever. Dave's bread is better. Okay. Well, what is this? A sponsorship? It's out at the store. This. <laughs> yeah, they don't have the power seed one that you want. <laughs> yeah. So that was a fun bread anecdote for all of you kids at home <laughs> that can relate. Okay, so then Anne-Marie asked, did you enjoy the poo-poo platter? And I will tell you this. So Liana showed me a picture of the poo-poo platter. It looks delicious. So once uh, all of this is done, a quarantine styles is done. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to seek it out and give it a try because it looks delicious. It still sounds awful, but it looks delicious. Yeah, well, because we didn't end up. So we didn't end up ordering it full transparency mm. because part of me wants him to have it with the little fire thing. Because I'm sure with delivery, they don't give you like you have to put the little skewers of the meat on the fire and heat them up. It's part of the experience. What? And I, I want you to experience a full. Yes. Huh. There's in the picture I showed you, it had the little fire thing in the middle. Oh, I thought it was just being cooked or something. Okay. Uh, I'm yeah, that's you cook it there. Well, I mean, it's already like cooked, but like you heat it up there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. After Judge Jerry, then we're going to go get you a poo poo platter. Okay. And can you order it for me? Yeah, because you can't say it without laughing. Yeah, probably. It's like, uh, yeah. it's like, I don't know if you get this a lot, but can I get the poo poo platter? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, okay, sure. So, uh, Jess Sterling, uh, you know, fellow uh, player on the uh, Sequester Mini, asked, what is your favorite quarantine snack? And what do you think the remaining contestants' favorite quarantine snacks are? Okay, so last night, we almost broke down and ordered ice cream on Uber Eats. Yeah, it was really... It would uh... have been <laughs> insanely expensive, but I wanted ice cream so bad yeah i mean so badly we were staring down the barrel of the gun because we picked what we wanted and liana just had to hit place order and i could see the hesitance on her face of like what am i doing if i do this i've changed or like i can't let this be me and then she was like okay either we go through with it or i show self-control and then she closed the app and she was like i'm showing (laughs) self-control In retrospect, I'm very proud of me. We had hot chocolates instead, which is the insane part because it was like we had it's not like we didn't have anything sweet in the house. It was just I really wanted ice cream. But like this was this was where I think I Liana became the adult meme that we all know of. We have hot chocolate. (laughs) We have ice cream at home. It's like, no, we don't. We have hot chocolate and popcorn. It's like that counts. We did have hot chocolate and popcorn. Yeah, Yeah, but it was good. I mean it was enjoyable. I'm not denying that. Yeah, I think if I allowed myself to have more snacks, it would probably be goldfish. I'm like really feeling goldfish or Cheez-Its. Oh, my God. Cheez-Its are so good. Of all the snacks right now, if you could have any, it would be uh, uh, goldfish or Cheez-Its. Yeah, but like the cracker goldfish. 
Okay. With just as is, they're dry. They're good. I mean, they're fine. Okay, what's your snack? What's your corn? Your cereal? No, that's not that's not a snack. Yeah, it is. It's just sugar. It's not real cereal. Listen, it was a dollar ninety. You bought cocoa puffs. It was a dollar. It was the cheapest cereal for the weight. It was a good economic decision that I made. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing, though. At a certain point, the quote unquote economic decision would have you buying like the cheapest. Like you could. Okay, you can get one of those individual little pan pizzas for like eighty nine cents. Okay, that doesn't mean that you should buy them. Yeah. Well, listen. The cereal isn't meant to be a, a meal thing anyways. Yes, it's breakfast. You eat it for breakfast like it's a normal meal. No. Why am I on yes, trial here? Let me answer what my snack is. It's a... <laughs> Fine. It's not cereal. <laughs> I mean, I will say... Uh, let me testify since I'm on the stand now. I will say that I did buy the Cocoa Krispies edition of the chocolate-based cereal from Kellogg's. It was $1.99. Usually I buy Special K. That's what I roll with. But this was cheap and I was missing it. And I was like, let me try it. It's been a couple of years. And like, I, I don't regret the decision. Now, if I could pick any snack right now, I think I would be rocking with like chips. Like just, just good old chips. The flavor doesn't matter all that much. Just give me some chips. Because chips are like they're like a Segway snack to me. You can have chips and then Segway into lunch. Or you can have lunch and then Segway into chips. Like they, They're they like a puzzle piece that fits on both ends. Yeah, remember that time we bought those chips and then you pretty much ate the whole bag in one sitting when you brought them home? I don't recall. Yeah, it was the first time. You ate them all and I didn't get to eat many. Yeah, well, remember... Yesterday, when you ate all the popcorn? Yeah, because you said you were like, I don't even like popcorn. It gets stuck in my it's teeth. An, it's a very tediously annoying snack to any. have. I'm telling you, that's why floss exists. I mean, I. Plus, popcorn is fun. Yeah. It makes sounds when you microwave it. It's like a dance party. So you eat things based off how they sound in preparation, is what I'm hearing. Maybe. And maybe sometimes I eat food based on the way that you get to eat it. Like, I like food that I can, like, you know, I like when I eat. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> is that supposed to mean something to me? Yeah, like I can, like, pull it apart with my fingers. Oh, yeah. You do eat like a little, like, I squirrel. eat like a squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, if I mean, I can tell you this firsthand. Watching Liana eat like a pastry or a muffin or a cupcake is incredibly tedious. She like breaks them off into little pieces and then those pieces have their own little pieces and then she eats them little piece by piece. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or yeah. the way you eat a clementine is kind of the same thing too. True. Yeah, I peel them all apart because you because you eat clementines like a monster. You just shove the whole thing in your no, mouth. No, no, that's that's excessive. But like a half. A half can be like one piece. You're supposed to peel they come pre-segmented. It's not packaged, it's from nature. Yes, nature packaged it. Okay, but you do realize if you eat like a half one as one, then it's like almost like a fruit juice as well. So it's very fun. Whatever. Okay. You're so weird. I am not. But I will say that this is probably the best segue to answer this question for those confused about why we're in the same place and talking about all this stuff. Uh, Margaret asks, not trying to pry, but can we get a little bit more info on the Liana Puya meat cute? 
So yeah, take it away, Liana. Me? Yeah. No, you. Me? Okay. I mean, I'll do it. So back in 2016, so you think you can podcast happen? That is how Liana and I entered the RHAP sphere um, from beyond just being listeners. It was a competition that pitted 10 podcasters against one another for a coveted slot as an LFC member. And uh, we both entered this competition. We were on opposite teams. And then a shout out to Melissa Denny, who won the competition. And Liana and I came in. You know, we made it some distance, some of us further than others. Not me, obviously. Um, but Liana and I started talking from there. And, you know, we kept talking after that. It, you know, it was continuous because, you know, it was a shared experience for us. Like not many people were experiencing the world through what we were like, we had just done this competition. We had both lost. And, you know, it was one of those situations where like, you know, a lot of us that end up joining the patron program, we want to talk about this experience of not just the shows we're all watching, but the podcasts that we're all listening to together and the personalities that we know now together. So we had, and the, we came from a unique spot where we had also done the competition and we had also felt what it felt like to have people cheer you on or have people not want you to win and all that stuff in between. That was some great, some not great, but we just kept talking about that stuff. And once the show, once the dust settled on, so you think we had made some friends in the throughout the way. So we had like, you know, had some group chats with some friends and we were both in them and we just, I, we just, you know, we, we kept communicating, kept messaging back and forth. And it just got to a point where I'm like, I want to keep talking to Liana. I'm enjoying talking to Liana. And like, it felt weird when we weren't communicating. And like, it just felt like, you know, it felt like at least probably what, like an hour a day was given to like talking to each other. Then that segued into Skype calls and, you know, more Hangouts, Google Hangouts type situations. And then, uh, the Toronto know-it-alls happened, which was the first time we actually met each other in person. And it kind of, I got the same good vibes I did through messaging with Liana in person. And I felt like a connection there. And I'm sure she also felt a connection because then the story wouldn't be where it is now. Um, and then, yeah, so the Toronto know-it-alls was a lot of fun. That was great. And then after that finished, we still kept talking, kept continuing. and. Um, yeah, and then Liana at the at that point lived in New Orleans, Louisiana. Yeah, and I lived in Ottawa, and it was a very very big distance between us. So like obviously, I don't think either of us thought anything of it of like would be formal. I just enjoyed like I think the company was just great, right? And then eventually Liana moves to Connecticut, and now Liana is closer and to me, and I think um, this is kind of where our relationship became a relationship and we would have trips about once a month. We would have a trip. Liana would drive up to Canada. We would meet up. Montreal was the spot because it was kind of in the middle of the two of us. It cut Liana's trips by two hours, which was more, I was more than happy to do because then I was also getting a mini vacay away from Ottawa. So that was fun. And we just did those trips and that was fun. But the problem was Liana could visit. I couldn't visit Liana given my passport, my nationality and the, the travel ban uh, that exists. So it put a lot of it on Liana, which made me feel bad. But also, you know, I was happy because I got to see Liana once a month at least. Right. And then 
you know, many trips put aside, many conversations, many decisions aside, um, come and go. And then boom, I now have moved here. We are now living together in the U.S. of A. And everything's great. And everything's great. And now we have debates about what bread we're buying and what cereal we should eat. Yeah, it was an extremely insane experience because it was something that I never expected. I wasn't looking for. But I think Puya and I just had this immediate connection that it even though when we were long distance, it never felt like work. Mm. It was hard, but it didn't feel like work. And I always wanted to talk to him. So, you know, when we were long distance, I would finish yoga at about 7 p.m. and I would walk home and I would call him and we would essentially talk until I went to bed. And it was like that every single day. And it just seemed like the obvious thing to do. I mean, nothing was challenging. It just or I, I mean, yeah, of course it was hard, but like, I don't know. It was just such a natural connection that I have never experienced. And, you know, that stupid adage where, oh, love hits you when you're not looking for it. (laughs) Well, that's what happened. Okay, (laughs) and it's annoying. That's what happened. And I just, you know, it was really challenging, especially after, you know, we had met in Toronto and I was like, man, I like have really strong feelings for this person. And I was getting out of another relationship at the time. And Puy and I were thousands of miles apart. And one of the things that almost made me know I wanted to be with him was he was like, you have to put your career first. Like, you've worked so hard for this. I was finishing my PhD. I was looking for a postdoc position. And I was able to find a position closer to him, although I was still just looking based on the science. And it just so happened that we were closer and we were able to do trips more frequently. And our relationship just continued to grow and grow and grow. And and here we are. And I, I think, you know, his decision to move to me was something that made sense you know i had talked about like well he can't come to the united states so maybe i'll move to canada and he was like no like you work so hard for this job you love your job and he's just so supportive of me and i think that we work perfectly together we're such a great team we have different strengths and weaknesses and it's truly been astounding how the situation worked out and i couldn't be happier same i feel very happy ditto and (laughs) right back at you and, <laughs> and honestly, yeah. So for me, the move was a very easy choice to make um, because there was a long period of time where we were waiting for results on me being able to move here and come here. And obviously, the one thing I kept because like a lot of my friends would be like, well, if this is like such like if you have to wait so much, why doesn't Liana move to you? And I was like, no, like, look at the trajectories we're on. First of all, Liana's career oriented and she's in a position right now where she can have the career she wants. I'm not really career oriented and I'm just living, I'm just working here because it's convenient to me and it's, you know, paying the bills and I'm, you know, making money and I can live the life I want to live. So there's not much that's holding me down here. So it doesn't make sense for me to ask Liana to move to me when I'm not really even, you know, all that much attached to what I'm doing. So that was a very easy decision to make. Uh, Someone asked uh, if um, how it has it been living in the United States? Obviously, it's a very unique experience right now, given that we're in the middle of a pandemic. 
Everything's closed. I've literally been to the stopping shop. That's that's all I've done. That's been my field trips. <laughs> so I've not really seen much. Actually, I've been to the post office. What am I saying? Look at me go. Um, but there's not much going on right now. Obviously, when it opens up and everything's good and we can go back to being outside, I will give you more of this experience. I'm very excited to see a lot of things. But I'm overall very happy with my decision. And it's made the last couple of weeks very fun, very enjoyable. In the midst of what probably isn't a very enjoyable time for the world, I have a silver lining, and that's that I'm here. Yay! Yeah, well, so he moved, like, right, but, well, sort of while everything was going down, because originally we were planning, he was planning to move here at the beginning of April, but then because of the borders closing and everything, <laughs> I mean, it was an extremely stressful time, and... This is just so surreal to be living through. I mean, the thing is, is that we're going from a long distance relationship and seeing each other once a month to once every six weeks to now literally being together 24 Mm seven. And it's it's very surreal. Mm -hmm. It's it's still like I wake up and I still think, oh, this is a dream because this just happened. He like just moved here. Yeah, that's less than a month. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so actually, this is the perfect time to ask you another question from Elizabeth, which is how's quarantine together? So because you were operating under quarantine rule before I even got here. So you've had a taste of quarantine without me and quarantine with me. Whereas when I moved, I was still working because my work was open. So I was still working a couple of days a week anyways. So this is mostly for you to start answering and then I'll chime in. How's quarantine yeah, so, been with me? So I was quarantined before, but I had been sick. Right. So I was uh, the the Monday we were supposed to start quarantining. I got sick that weekend. And so I then had to self-isolate for 14 days. I didn't get tested, although I did have very similar symptoms to COVID-19. But I had to I could not leave my house for 14 days. So that was a struggle because I was about sick, sick for a week. And then I was trying to figure out how to work from home. I had to have I'd have one of my coworkers drop off my work stuff. But of course, we couldn't see each other. So he just left it in a bag on my back porch. <laughs> and then it was like a weird drug deal. I had to like go out and get my stuff and bring it in. So that was just completely surreal. And then Puya moved here. And then it was weird because it was like our trips for a couple days because we're just always together. We just want to hang out and just want to be in each other's presence. And then kind of in this past week, the real world has been, I think, kind of catching up to us a little bit where it's been like, okay, no, I like seriously have to work. You have to leave me alone. Like Puya wants to come hang out with me all the time, which understandably I want to hang out with him all the time, but I can't, I have to work. (laughs) And so trying to be more strict about it. It's really weird. It's really surreal. And we're learning to live together. So he's learning how to like go to the grocery store and go grocery shopping. And like he said, I run a very tight ship. Okay, you're learning. Okay, come on. Well, when you say it like that with no context, it's like I'm like some Michael Sarah dummy who doesn't know how to go to the store on his own. Where which, it feels that way sometimes. Okay, so for those of you who have been following Liana Boris's work throughout the years. It's very safe to say that Liana is a self-assured, strong-willed, determined, (laughs) ace, alpha woman, partner. Indeed. All of these things. So I moved here and I'm very, you know, if you followed the works of one myself, I'm not going to third person me, but you know that I'm more laid back, chill, no pressure, 
you know, it's all good, homie type person. So you put these two together and now I'm like, I'm coming into Liana's world. And I'm like, all right, Liana, tell me exactly what you want things to be like so I can make sure that I follow through with that and do it that way. And that's been a bit of a clash because um I you just you just you buy random peppers and we end up with like six bell peppers with no purpose. Or we have four tomatoes. What are we gonna do with those tomatoes? You There's no plan. They're, they're a utility vegetable. It's like, yeah. oh, they don't They're gonna go bad. No, they're not. Ugh. I'm a planner. I plan on my recipes. I know exactly what I'm gonna eat for the entire week. And Pui is a fly by my pants. I'm just gonna make whatever I want. I sure, it. do you want sweet and sour chicken? Yeah, let's have that on drumsticks with asparagus because that makes sense. So this <laughs> is not a platform for you to complain about me and air your laundry, ma'am. <laughs> this oh, is no. supposed to be a QA. <laughs> Turn into see. This is why we shouldn't continue to talk about stuff after this is over. Look, let's just say our piece about the mass singer and peace out. So to sum up that portion, it's been fun trying to get situated here and learn how Queen Liana likes her stuff done. And some of it has been a struggle for me to adapt to, but you know, it's a it's a day at a time process, and it is a uh, one step at a time, one day at a time. Just be happy and adapt and we'll get there and with the quarantine it looks like we have nothing but time until that happens so that's all very very good again i want it to be known i'm very happy to be here even though liana has some very very strict policies on the usage of vegetables and bread but that i don't have strict policies i just don't <laughs> understand you just like shop willy-nilly I'm, like, I, I'm just gonna buy this bag of spinach. Yeah, and then did, did was it not enjoyable? I did eat it because I felt bad. I was like, "Crap, I gotta eat this stuff up, or it's no, gonna go bad." It was gonna be fine. Oh my goodness. Okay, and then we'll do one last question, and that is from Snowstros once again, who says, "What is the Rock of Love and or Flavor of Love watch party, and can we get a reaction podcast?" Yeah, that's a great that's a great question. We really should do that. I did do some initial research, uh, as I think I've mentioned previously, to try to sort out like where we can watch these because I used to own I used to own a couple of them on Amazon, but now they're unavailable. So what the f Jeff Bezos? So, so I think do you we get refunded for that. I don't know. I'll have to look into that. But anyway, we uh, yeah, we need to sort that out. We should do it, and then we can watch a couple episodes, and then you can give you your like five minute take at the end. Of a mass singer podcast. What do you think about that? I mean, I, uh, fine. I'll watch it. You don't. If you don't want to watch it, you don't have to. No, no, no. I mean, I don't mind. Um, is, there's no deadline on it, right? Well, no, there's no deadline. Do you like Flavor Flav? Like in, in what kind of way? Like, would you want to watch a show about him trying to find love? I mean, it sounds bizarre. <laughs> so, well, because see that. Okay, so. Either we start with, like, okay, if we're going to start somewhere, either we start with the surreal life or we just jump in with Flavor of Love. I think we jump in with Flavor of Love because that's kind of like the first one that starts everything off because then you get I Love New York from that. I Love Money comes from all of these people. Then, you, of course, you have Rock of Love, which we would watch. Daisy of Love, which came from that as well. A, a real chance at love with real and chance. There's a lot of sort of spin-offs, but I think they all sort of stem from Flavor of Love. Okay. 
All right. So then we'll start from there. Okay. How many episodes is it? I mean, there can't be that many. Okay. Okay. I'm convinced. Yay. Yeah. So we'll see when that happens. Um, this ended up being longer than the episode itself, which is amazing. Um, actually, I want to make one last question. Aside from the obvious answer that we've kind of said, Edmo says, hey, guys, big fan. Of course you are, Edmo. What was your favorite moment from KIA Toronto? So he says his was him unplugging my controller as we played Mario Party because none of you could handle my heat. That's fine. Um, outside of us, obviously, meeting up for the first time, what would be your favorite moment from that know-it-alls? What was my favorite moment? I don't know. There were a lot of favorite moments from that trip. That trip was really enjoyable. It was. So give me a top three. A top three. Okay. Well, the escape rooms were fun. The aquarium was fun. Of course, the actual shows were a blast. And the after parties. I don't know. I think it was just cool to like hang out with everybody. And it felt like, you know, because I had been... I don't know. I don't want to say like serious, but I hadn't done anything kind of fun like that in a long time. And so it was very liberating. Mm. Yeah. So I believe this was the first time we were both meeting anyone from the podcast. Right. Right. Yeah. So that was pretty surreal in its own way. Like, like meeting everyone at the karaoke prior and, you know, talking with Rob, like me and Rob were joking about getting iced. And I was like, Wow, I'm talking with the Rob. And now it's like, now it's just like, he's just Rob, which like the crazy thing in its own right. But meeting everyone for the first time was awesome. We stayed with a bunch of friends. That was also really good. That was very enjoyable. And the shows were just a different experience. Like watching live is a different animal than watching in your house completely. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I believe that was the family visit episode too, right? The, um, for the know it alls. Yeah, for Game Changers. Yeah, for Game Changers. Damn, it's been a minute. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Then there was the Big Brother show, which was a little bit more um, of a random one because like everyone kind of knew what the result was going into watching the episode. But no, that was a very fun trip. And it was like, uh, like this was the first trip I had taken without my roommates um, at the time. Like just like kind of a me going on my own to do a thing. So that was very fun. And I brought stories and they had stories from when I was gone. Um, yeah. So it was a very fun trip. I mean, I think, yeah, that's still my only know-it-alls. I, we would have been at the New York one first uh, of April, but obviously given what's going on, that did not happen. Looking forward right. to the next one though. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Well, that's been this episode of the podcast i had a lot of fun i don't know about you leon did you have fun yeah i had fun okay good um so where can people find you and what do you have going on you can find me uh on twitter at liana rhap i am podcasting about rupaul's drag race with Mon adwin and brant wolgamont i'm also podcasting about survivor with mike bloom this week we are going to have lauren o'connell from survivor Ooh. season 38 as our guest this week which i'm very excited for so definitely check that out lovely and you can find me on all social media platforms at puyaism um Like I said jokingly earlier, this is my one podcast of the week. Um, We did get on the Outwit Out Pod Outcast uh, network last weekend to talk about Survivor, a little bit of Mass Singer, and of course our uh, game of Sequester that we played. So that was fun. And I got on with Taryn uh, to talk about not this episode that just happened, but the one before that, 
of uh, survivors on his uh, survivor update podcast you can check that out and then uh, tonight i am going to be breaking down the cast of bb can us versus canada sequester mini that's happening on friday um on uh, my weekly meltdown so you can find that as well i'll probably have it uh, retweeted or linked on my twitter uh this has been a lot of fun for me i hope it was as much fun for you and um Next week, we will be talking about the second batch of the final eight. Now the mighty seven, because uh, Kangaroo got kicked off. So we'll talk about the next four people. We're going to be outraged um, if it's not Banana going or Rhino going. So save this sound clip in case that happens. We'll unmask you next week. You've all been leopards. Adios. Adios.